Welcome back to The Amplified Word by Christ Episcopal Church in Dayton, Ohio. This week, as we enter Holy Week, this is a blessed time in the church set aside to commemorate the final days of Jesus on earth, his passion and crucifixion. We have three episodes for you, Palm Sunday, Maundy Thursday, and Good Friday. We invite you to enter into this week of prayer, of reflection, of turning towards God, and we wish you a blessed week. And as always, we invite you to join our conversation and to come along as we lift up the women of the word. Our lessons for Good Friday come from Judges chapter 11, verses 29 through 40, Psalm 22, the letter to the Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4, and the gospel according to Luke chapter 22, verses 13 through chapter 23, verse 56. Welcome everyone to another extra session of the Amplified Word for Holy Week. This, in this session, we'll talk a little bit about Good Friday. Mm. I am the rector here at Christ Episcopal Church, Peter Holmeyer. I'm Mary Jane Plody, the program's assistant, postulant. Welcome. It is um, a solemn day. God is Good. dead, Mary Jane. Yeah, God is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to really talk about one of the lessons for today that I think helps us to understand what that means, but God's dead. You know, especially early Christians in the first few centuries, all of their art that survives, you see God is dead. God is depicted as dead. Um, There is no God. God is gone. Yeah. Um, The writings tell us that, you know, and yeah. That's what Good Friday is. Absolutely. It's a grim day. It, it's, a, it's a very grim day. It's not a day where you're supposed to say, well, let's talk about the silver lining. You no, know? there it's, is no silver it's lining. It's not like one of my personal dead. practices is that I try to give my Thanksgivings before I go to sleep and mm. go back through my day and even the things that were the most challenging, find, pull out find of it the piece that provides hope. This is not the day for turning despair into hope. This no. is the day for sitting with despair. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's pain. There's suffering. When I was a kid, if we spent Good Friday with um, some family friends of ours who were like grandparents to me, we would spend an hour sitting at the kitchen table in complete silence, mm. contemplating, because we killed God. We killed Jesus. And we needed to sit with that. Wow. Which as a child was a lot. But there really is a lot. It is an interesting good. like practice to think about doing as practice. an adult. Like, oh, yeah, and maybe al- not an hour. Although there know. isn't a lot of fasting from food that you still see in with among Episcopalians, there are still two traditional fasting days. Yep. 
one of them being the beginning of the season that we're now really going to be coming out of with Ash Wednesday. And the other one is Good Friday. Yes. And that's because you don't need to be putting anything in your body on the day that God leaves the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, those are all ways of helping us really appreciate your story. Uh, I started fasting on Good Friday when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, to not to miss a whole day's worth of food when you're 13 and 14, well, you really you feel it. Yeah, you you feel it. Food. And then there's a little bit of resentment that kind of goes with it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a powerful reminder. This is a this is a devastating day. Yeah. It, if we really are going to spend any time with it, you're going to feel grim. We talked about in our Palm Sunday episode about how at the end of the service, you're like, oh, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And this is, this is one of those. We've gotten down here to the bottom. It's another one of the ones for Psalm 22, which we yes. may, or may not talk a little bit here about. But that, of course, just become, you know, my God, my God, why, why have, you have you forsaken, forsaken me? me? This, of course, is used here because it's traditionally referenced by Jesus on the cross, and it's mm-hmm. actually very easy to imagine Jesus reciting this entire psalm to himself yes. Yes. while hanging on the cross. And there is a profound sense of pain, suffering, separation, and being forsaken mm-hmm. in the events that are this day inside the church. And we're not going to talk about this at all. And it's, but there is no Easter, no, without Good Friday. And I think and it's important to remember. Spent in Good yes, Friday. like it's not immediate. There are days spent in the tomb, right. and for Jesus's friends and family and followers, those are days of suffering, of weeping, of fear, right. confusion, agony. I mean, they they are trying to wrap their heads around what they've just seen, yeah. which is their friend, their teacher, someone they believe to be the Christ. They've just seen him killed. Right. And he's dead. Yes. I think uh, one of the things that you just can't help, you know, if you've, if you've got a favorite movie, you can't help, and you've seen it more than once or twice, your favorite book. You know how the story's going to end. And even when you're in the middle of it, you've been able to hold on to that. Uh, and so it changes some of the most dramatic parts because mm-hmm. you know something different is going to happen. And it's uh, we know this story so well that we know the ending, and so it can be hard to hold on to right. kind of the depth of places this is wanting to draw us into. And there is a reading today which I found to be very helpful because I found it to be, it set me back off it's my heel as to how hard and harsh it appears to be. Yes. And that's the reading from Judges, which is our um, First Testament reading. What happens in there that we're reading today, Mary Jane? It is truly awful. Um, uh, what we hear about this man He's a judge. He is a judge, mm-hmm. Jephthah, mm-hmm. Um, who makes a vow to say that if if I am victorious, if you deliver the Ammonites into my hand, yep, he's fighting his enemies. He's he's in the midst of and he makes a battle. He makes this vow to God that if I'm victorious, right, I will 
kill sacrifice sacrifice um the first person that i see come into you know my home or come out of the my my tent and right. that turns out okay so he is victorious all this stuff happens then it turns out that that is his daughter the only person right. in his family he has no other children except this one daughter mm -hmm. and she comes out celebrating this victory um she's dancing playing drums and that she is the one that he has to now sacrifice right and he acknowledges this and says like i made this vow and i can't take it back mm -hmm. and so she goes away to like go for two months to pray in the hills and several women go with her and they're gone for two months and when she comes back he follows through on this vow he kills her he sacrifices his only child yeah his daughter yeah um and we the story ends with that this is something that the story is told by the daughter or by the, the the daughters of Israel, the women of of the community. But hang on, Mary Jane, what? doesn't it turn out that this, this is a terrible story? Isn't this just like a dream sequence? No, up and it's different. No, case this of is, mistaken identity. Oh my gosh, where it turns I know that this isn't really his daughter. We all want it to be. We all want it to be. Right. We all want this to be. You know, like Gaffney references in her text, we all want this to be like Abraham and Isaac. Like yeah. you make it all the way up the mountain, and you've tied up your son, and yeah. you're ready to sacrifice. Him. I got it. The knife is really going to fall I'm right now. I'm super ready. I really mean it. And then this God is, is like, "Just moment. kidding. Stop. I hear you. You're faithful. Thank yeah. you. Here's no. A, here's a ram. This is awful. Right. This happens, and I mean, oh, it's just it." the way that i felt at the end of this reading and i still am feeling at the end of this reading that is good friday friends what does any of this mean what in the world is god up to here? god makes all of this this happen and god does all of this and what kind they're of victorious sense does and any of this make what and Why by the way god don't try to give someone? me a real answer this is a hypothetical question right? this is a child yeah we, and we know that she's a child because she is a virgin mentioned several times in this passage. Right. You know, this is uh, an innocent. Yeah. And someone who was loyal to God and to her people yeah. and to her father. I mean, she celebrates this victory. It is just devastating. Yeah. What kind of a trade is this? Yeah. No, pretty bad. I mean. It doesn't seem great. Don't seem all that wonderful. And now he has no heir. And, you know, it's just, uh, I don't, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this. Yeah. You know, we, I'm left in a space of <laughs> what does anything, what does any of this mean? And it really feels very, very eerily similar to our our passion narrative you know like oh yeah. what does it mean you're just gonna kill him you're yeah. just gonna kill god and to kill jesus yeah for what right it's worth noting that this is another example where this central character in the story from the judges is unnamed 
just Jephthah's Again, daughter. Uh, we were talking about this just a couple of weeks before, but that her story will be continued to be told. But the story of whom exactly? Yeah, exactly. This is the woman <laughs> with the alabaster jar this whose is, story is the, so amazing. The, well, this person has a name, but we don't know the name. What we know is that she's daughter of Jephthah. And so... And she's gone. And she's gone. What yeah. we know from the women at the tomb at the end of the reading today, and what we know from the end of this reading from Judges, is that our role is to remain faithful, mm -hmm. to keep showing up, even when it doesn't make any sense. And often our role in those places is not to try to make sense out of it, and to Correct. sit and to cry, to mourn, to be with those who are broken, to name the brokenness of what's happened. Yeah. And to let it be. I believe that that's a big part of what Good Friday is about, to let go of trying to be in charge, to let go of thinking we can come up with all the solutions ourselves. And, and an imagination that we can right every wrong. Mm. Sometimes we're just sitting outside the tomb. Yeah. Sometimes we're sitting at the end of a crappy story. And <laughs> yeah. our role is to sit with one another at the end of a crappy story and say, how did we end up here? What was it all for? Right. But to keep asking that question. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah.